Hey, everybody, it's good to see you here again. And uh, want to let you know again that uh, we're not doing the live services today because of that fact that we're doing at the movies right now. And uh, we're not able to uh, uh, broadcast any of the video clips that we're using in, uh, in the movies. So, but I wanted to uh, let you know that our first installment went very, very well, and people just loved it here. Uh, on Sundays, well, actually Thursday night, we had free popcorn and we had free drinks for everyone, and it was really just a, a fun time, and everybody just had a blast. Matter of fact, we had one of the largest Thursday nights that uh, we've had in, uh, I think, ever in one of our services. So we had a, just a great, great outreach, and lots of folks came, almost 600 people in our, in our services uh, this past weekend. So uh, I thank you for joining us today, and if you're traveling, uh, just ask God to bless you and to take care of you while you're out there on the road, or if you're visiting family, you're on vacation, whatever it is you're doing at the beach and the mountains, uh, as I said, visiting family, I just want to ask God to bless you today, and, uh, and I hope you enjoyed our worship time. We just love our worship. We just love, you know, uh, honoring God in the way that we do and, uh, and in the fashion that we do it. So again, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about our, our next movie here that uh, we're, we were watching. And, and if you get a chance to watch this movie, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is. It's one of my favorite, all-time favorite sports movies, and the name of it is Rudy. Now, if you've never seen Rudy before, my goodness, you better find that movie and watch it. It is a tearjerker. It is one that now you may say, well, uh, you know, I'm not into football, not into sports. Uh, well, but you got to love this young man named Rudy. The, the character Rudy is, is played by a very familiar actor named Sean Astin. He uh, played uh, Sam uh, in the, the, uh, the trilogy, uh, The Lord of the Rings. And, uh, of course, he's been in a lot of other movies. And, uh, but he was, as a young man, played Rudy Rudiger. And this movie is actually based on a true story. So that's the coolest part, is this is actually a true story about a young man who's determined, absolutely determined, to uh, go to the school, the, uh, Notre Dame, and, uh, and to get a degree there. Now, it has always been his heart to not only go there, but to actually play football at Notre Dame. And so the movie begins, and I'm just going to talk you through the movie, and then I will uh, share a couple of things with you as we finish up uh, the message here today. But the movie, again, based on a true story about this little boy, he's, he's got younger brothers and sisters, and he comes from a large Catholic family there in Chicago. And so he's, uh, uh, as a little boy, they, they show the scene as him, a little boy playing football out there in the snow with his brothers, and he's smaller than all of them, and, and they kind of pick on him, and they don't let him, you know, have some of the most important positions on the team. But uh, so they go back to their house and it looks like it's at Thanksgiving and they're having a meal together and, and they're going to watch, of course, a football game as so many do at that time of the year. And, and they're, they're watching, uh, actually, I think it's a Saturday because that's when college football's on. And so they're, they're talking about turning to Channel 7 where they're going to watch the Notre Dame football team, their beloved team. And uh, the little Rudy is, is standing there. He couldn't be more than probably nine or 10 years old. And he's watching and, and all, all the brothers and sisters and everybody's talking at the same time. And he just blurts out and just says, you know what I want to do when I grow up? And they said, what, Rudy? He says, I want to play 
for, I want to play Notre Dame uh, football. I want to be on the Notre Dame college football team. And they all just laughed out loud and thought that was just the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. And even his dad had to laugh. And you could feel that just that sense of mockery. And, and yet, uh, little Rudy, he, he's not phased one bit. He's like, well, I'm still going to. And, uh, and his dad looks at him and he says, well, son, that's just kind of a pipe dream. But uh, that, that scene fades out with uh, watching Rudy uh, just kind of looking and watching Notre Dame play football and just dreaming in his heart. And so that begins really the, 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 the whole journey of this young man and, 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 and him having a dream. And we're going to come back to that. But he had a dream. And he saw something. He saw himself playing on that football team. He saw himself going to that school. Now let's fast forward as he begins to, as a young man, he's in school and he plays high school football player and he's not a real standout player. He plays um, and he's going to school and he's not even really that smart of a kid as you begin to discover. And so one day at the end of class, one of the, uh, he goes to a Catholic school and one of the teachers says, uh, anybody who wants to go to Notre Dame or is interested in going to Notre Dame, a bus is leaving on Saturday to go. So of course, um, Rudy is really excited about that, and, and he goes to uh, that day, and he drives up to the school, and he's going to get in line to go to um, see uh, Notre Dame. And, but he stopped at the door by that teacher, and he looks at him, and he says, son, you know, you don't have the grades to go to Notre Dame. You, you're, not, you know, you're not meant to go to Notre Dame. And he pulls him away, and he basically just tells him, look, you're not smart enough. You know, this is just a, a fantasy of yours. You need to stop and sends him away. And of course, your heart is broken because here you see this young man who's determined to go to Notre Dame. Now you fast forward four years and he's been working in, uh, in the plants. He's been working in these steel mills. And it's four years later. So, I mean, he's 21, 22 years old. He's 22 years old. And on his birthday, his best friend Pete gives him this Notre Dame jacket. And of course, he's just like, man, you know, thanks, Pete. He says, you're the only one who understands my dream, that I wish that I could, I could do this. I could, you know, in his heart. And so, uh, unfortunately, during this time, though, Pete is killed in an industrial accident. And this turns Rudy's world upside down. And you, Rudy actually uses it as a catalyst to make the decision, to go ahead and just say, you know, I'm stop. I'm not going to dream anymore. I'm going and I'm going tonight. And he said, if I can't go tonight, I'm not going. And so he leaves his girlfriend behind. He leaves his family behind, jumps on the bus. All right, just before he gets on that bus, his dad comes to see him and he said, son, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you chasing this vision, this fantasy? And he goes, dad, I've got to do this. It's always been in my heart to do. And now I'm going to do it. And his dad even tries to talk him out of it and said, son, we're Rudigers. You know, that's a good name, but we're, we're meant to be people who work in, in the factories. We're meant to just be, you know, blue-collar workers. He said, this is not for you. But Rudy, of course, is respectful and said, yeah, Dad, but I'm still going to try. So he leaves. He goes straight to Notre Dame in the middle of the night, and he says, I need to speak to the admissions office. And they said, well, son, it's not open. It's only like 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, he eventually, they said, well, maybe you need to talk to a priest. Of course, Notre Dame being a Catholic uh, uh, school. So they send him to a priest, and he has a conversation with the priest. The priest initially thinks that he wants to go into the priesthood. And, but that's not what he's there for. He wants to enter the school. So the priest says, oh, okay. Well, he said, well, son, I'll tell you, have you gone to the admissions? Have you applied? He says, no, I haven't. He goes, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. He says, you know, 
let me, he says, if you don't have the grades and you can't get in, he says, I will get you into one semester at Holy Cross, which was a junior college nearby. And he says, if you can get into Holy Cross and you can make your grades, then we'll talk about you transferring into Notre Dame. Well, this begins the journey for Rudy. Again, let's remember, Rudy's not that smart of a kid. And so he does go to, to um, uh, the community college, well, the, the, the junior college, Holy Trinity, and he works and he works and he works. He finds a buddy who helps to mentor him and to tutor him, and he's making grades better and better. He makes all B's to start with, which is enough, of course, for him to get that extra semester, and he finished the year out, and now he can apply to Notre Dame. Well, he applies, and he's turned down. He has turned down, as a matter of fact, two more times. And of course, this is breaking his heart because he really, really wants to get there. Now, mean, it, during this time, since he's been there, he actually went to the Notre Dame football field and he walked, he snuck in and he walked out of the field, walked down the tunnel. And again, he's realizing his dream. He sees himself out in the field and he's looking around and there's this gentleman up in the stands who is the, the, the field hand. He's the guy that cleans the whole uh, uh, field and takes care of the facilities. And he yells over to him and he says, son, you're not supposed to be here. And he says, I know. He says, but I, I just had to come out onto this field because I'm going to run out that tunnel one day. And the man says, yeah, well, have you spoken to the coach about that? And he goes, no. He says, but that's a good idea. And so Rudy turns right around, walks out, and you know what he does? He goes to the coaches, the head coach of the college football team at Notre Dame, walks right into his office, right up to the coach, and he says, sir, I want to introduce myself to you. And he looks him in the eye, and it's such a powerful scene because the coach is looking at him like, son, you know, are you out of your mind? Now, let's, now remember, Rudy's not very big. He's not even as tall as the coach is, who is somewhat of a diminutive man. And yet he's looking into the eyes of the coach and said, coach, I just want to let you know that he's, you know, I'm going to play for your team. And he goes, well, the walk-on tryouts was, was two weeks ago. And he goes, I know, I'm talking about next year. He says, next year I'm going to get in and I'm going to play on your team. And the coach said, well, son, okay, you know, and kind of winks at him. And, and, uh, and as he leaves, he kind of looks and shrugs his shoulder like, yeah, well, that was kind of crazy. Well, Rudy goes on and he continues to uh, prepare. He continues to go to school. And again, just to remind you, he applies to Notre Dame, he's turned down. He applies again, he's turned down. And at this point, he's almost ready to give up. But his buddy tells him, no, don't. He said, this was your dream. You, you know, this was always in your heart to do. So he applies one more time because he's only got one more year because they don't, he, in, in his junior year there at Holy Cross, because he, if he becomes a senior at Holy Cross, then he will not be accepted as, they won't take senior transfers into Notre Dame. So he knew this was it. So he finally puts in his last application. And sure enough, he opens it up slowly as he's sitting outside and he looks at it and there's a letter of acceptance from Notre Dame. And of course, he bursts into tears as he realizes, wow, I finally met phase one of my dream. Okay, so now he's going to Notre Dame. And the first thing he does at the beginning of that fall season, of course, is to try out for the football team. And so what does that rascal do? He gets out there, and of course, he's a walk-on. And all these walk-ons are going to be treated and mistreated and beat on. And they're going to let these all-American all, these all Notre Dame college players just beat the mess out of them as, as they potentially find one or two 
you know, that might be a walk-on for the regular team. And so, and actually, they go to just being a practice squad. They're not even, even considered potentially starters. So they work out. They show that scene. They're getting beat up. Rudy's just working out there. So, but one of the things that stands out immediately about Rudy is that he is determined, that the boy has got got the heart of a lion, that he is half the size of most of those players out there, but he's out there just working his tail off, beating himself up, allowing himself, and just working, 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 impressing at least one of the coaches, the defensive coach, who says, gosh, the boy's got spunk, and he loves to tackle. So head coach didn't care. The offensive coach is like, man, are you kidding? We're not going to pick him. He said, I think we should get rid of all of these walk-on players. So they choose one or two, and Rudy is one of them. So that's a miracle in and of itself. But what I want to point out there, and we'll come back to, is the fact that Rudy, he, had, he won that position because of his heart, because of his vision, because of his determination and the will inside that young man, the heart of a lion, to be on this team. He had no business being on that team. But boy, did he ever make it. He made it. But of course, it was conditional. The coach told him, he said, you just mess up once. If you just lay down or you don't show up to a practice, you are gone. All right, so fast forward to Rudy. Now he's working, 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 and he's getting beat up on the field. He is, what is so amazing about this young man, as you see the rest of the footage in the field, is that he's beginning, because of his passion and his determination and his work ethic, is actually upstaging a lot of even the starter players. And the coaches are taking notice. And they're now looking at Rudy as not only just being a scrub, as they might call him, but as a kid, a young man who's setting the pace of passion for the whole team. A couple of the players are actually embarrassed because Rudy's out hustling them and the coach is very upset about it. Well, Rudy goes through one whole season of playing like that and he's going to play again, you know, for one more season with them. Unfortunately, at the end of that season, the head coach says, you know what, Rudy? Next year, I'll put you in for one game. One game, and that's what we'll do. And it just even if it's just for a minute, because he wants to show his parents that he's actually on the team, because they don't believe him. His brothers don't believe him. They've, he said, look, we've watched it on television. We've never seen you come out of the tunnel. So they don't know that he's just on a practice squad. Well, so as the movie goes on, Rudy, then a new head coach comes in who did not know what that promise was and was never going to. Coach Devine was his name. He was not going to make good on the previous coach's uh, promise to let Rudy get in for at least one game or to let him dress, as they would say, so that he could run out of the tunnel, show his family he's on the team, and then and he didn't even care if he ever even played. He just wanted to dress. So he goes all that season, and the guys, once again, he's upstaging these guys in, in his wonderful attitude of, and desire to, to play. So now he's in a position in his senior year to, he's on the team, but again, just on the practice squad, squad getting beat up. As the season comes to an end, it's in the very last game, very last game, Rudy's on the point of, and verge of giving up. Matter of fact, he decides he's not going to go back and finish out because his dreams have been shattered. He's not going to be able to go out there. Well, a man comes up to him, that, that same guy who worked out of there in the field and was doing all that wonderful work with uh, the stadium, and, and actually Rudy was working for as a field hand, uh, as, a, as a part-time job. He, he tells him, look, he said, son, you, you've already succeeded. He said, you are on the field. You, you've got 
you, you're going to the, you got accepted into the University of Notre Dame. He said, you've already won. He said, don't be a quitter. Don't end this way. Don't be a fool and do that. So Rudy goes back, and he walks back onto the practice field. The guys love to see him because he's been an inspiration to them all season long. Now, fast, flash forward. The guys know this, that Rudy wants to be, he wants to dress. And this is a very emotional scene towards the end. The players, all the starters take their jerseys and put it on top of the coach's desk and say, I want Rudy to go in my place. Let him dress. Here's my jersey. Every single one of the starters come in and put their jerseys on the coach's desk. And the coach initially is irritated. But in the end, he realizes that Rudy has made a difference that Rudy has impacted the team in such a way that there's no way that he could ignore that. So he lets Rudy go ahead and dress. Now Rudy is sitting there in the tunnel. The captain of the team calls Rudy up and says, Rudy, you're going to take us out on the field. And so Rudy's able to. Now he calls his parents and says, look, come, I'm actually going to be on the field. I promise you, you'll see me. They don't quite believe it, but they come. So his mom, his dad, and his older brother, who has doubted him all along and has been mean to him, they come to the game and they actually see Rudy not only come out of the tunnel, but come out of the tunnel first. And onto the field he goes. What an emotional, powerful scene. Then the game is played. Rudy's standing on the sideline, and they're going to throw all the seniors in. Now, remember, Rudy's a senior, and, that it, it, it is, and they've already got a comfortable lead. They're already up by two or three touchdowns with just less than a minute left in the game. And so the older guys, the guys start clapping their hands saying, Rudy, let's put Rudy in. And so they start chanting Rudy. Before long, the whole stadium is yelling Rudy. Half the people, most of the people don't even know why they're shouting Rudy. But they're shouting, Rudy, Rudy. And Rudy's looking around going, what is going on? And so the defensive coach comes to the head coach and says, look, let's put him in. He goes, no, not going to do that. I want to see that little guy on the field. But finally, finally, they are able to score a touchdown so that the defense can get back out in the field, which means Rudy has one more chance, literally with like 10 seconds left in the game. And finally, after the whole stadium is cheering, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy runs out onto the field. Coach says, send him in. Rudy goes in, and he's involved in the kickoff, and they keep him on the field, and he plays one play. And in the movie, he tackles the quarterback who is, uh, who, who is not able to get away, and Rudy slips through, tackles him. They're so excited. They think it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. And then what does Rudy do, or what does the team do? They put Rudy up on their shoulders, and they carry him off the field. And the movie ends with that writing on the screen that says, no other, since 1975, no other player has been carried off the field on their shoulders other than Rudy Rudiger. So folks, I got to tell you, I get emotional thinking about this movie because I love it. I see myself in this story a little bit, I got to say, and I won't share all that with you. Of course, I love sports and played a little football myself. But what is more important about this whole movie is not the sports. It's none of that. I'll tell you what it is. It's all about vision. It's all about a dream. It's all about something that God places inside you. I've said this from this pulpit before, that the most powerful thing on the planet, in the universe, is the power of God. But I gotta tell you, shortly behind that, because God created us in, in his image, what is shortly, I mean, not far behind that, is the power of the human will. Human will is an amazing thing, and especially a will that is set free 
by the grace of God and the mercy and the blood of Jesus. But even the human will is an amazing thing. When we determine to do something, when we see something, when we get a vision in our life to do something, I tell you what, when we mix uh, other character qualities with this, it can change the world. It can change the course of our life. It can change the course of others' lives. This movie is a tremendous example of that. Here is Rudy as a little boy who speaks and says, one day I am going to play for that team. Folks, that's something that we learn. Vision is a very, very powerful thing. And you know what? Vision is a biblical thing. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says this, write down the vision and clearly inscribe it on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the vision awaits an appointed time it testifies of the end and will not lie. Though it lingers, wait for it, since it will surely come and not delay. When God drops something down into our heart, it begins as just a spark, a vision. But then it begins as we pray over it, as we begin to you know, you know, think about it and consider it, and we begin to see it, and that's the biggest part, is we begin to see it with our inner eye then we see it being played out. Rudy could see himself coming down that tunnel. He saw it happening. And yet that then grew inside his heart that went from just vision to a dream. And dream again back to reality. So a vision, a dream to a vision again, then to rat reality. And you know, so the difference between a dream and a fantasy is that a fantasy is something that's not even in the realm of the possibility of something that I, you know, a, a, a fantasy would be that I would be able to get on a spaceship and fly around the sun. Well, that's a fantasy because it's never going to happen. You know, I'm not a NASA pilot, never want to be a NASA pilot, uh, you know, uh, astronaut, and you can't fly around the sun, right? You'd burn up. So that's a fantasy. But a dream is something that could happen. It, it's got reality on it. So God here is saying, look, what do you do with vision? When God gives us a vision, he says, write it down. And that is something you and I should do. I have done that all my life. Whenever God shows me something, I write it down. Whenever God shows you something, you write it down. And what that does is it essentially shows God that you are serious about what he has shown you, that you are taking seriously and are going to begin to pray. Now, let's go on. What do we then do? And so I just write down seven quick points. Number one, when it comes to a God vision, number one, you have to see it. You have to see yourself in it. I saw myself as a pastor many years ago when I was a 17-year-old boy. Matter of fact, I'll share very quickly about my own life. I was about, about seven, eight, nine years old. You'll see, no, I would have been 10 or 11 years old. I remember going to my family while they were all sitting in the, the living room there in St. John's, Michigan. And they were all there. Actually, it was in the dining room. And I walked in and, and they were all talking on a Saturday morning. And I said, hey, guys, I know what I want to do when I grow up. And they all kind of stopped and listened to me. They said, I want to be a minister. I want to be a pastor. And they all laughed out loud, just like they did with that little boy. Not that they didn't love me or care for me, but they all just thought, well, that's out of nowhere. That's kind of crazy. But you know what, folks? I knew God had called me even then. And it was something that off and on I could see myself doing. And when, and when 17 years old, I came to that point in my life, I could see it. And I saw myself. I started getting visions of me doing things for God. Won't get into all of that, but it starts with that. You gotta see it. Whether it be your heart to start a business, whether it be to have a good marriage, whether it be to, to be set free from drugs and alcohol, to be set free from the things that control your life. You've gotta see it. 
You gotta know that that's what God wants for you by the vision that's on the inside. And then you gotta speak it. And that's the next thing that uh, we're moving toward. First of all, and in our movie, it says, what did he do? He said he had to make the courageous decision. Sometimes we have to make the courageous decisions to move in the direction of our vision, to move in the, as in, in his case, after his, his, his best friend Pete was killed in an industrial accident, he just knew, I, I, gotta, I gotta do this now. If I do, don't do it now, I'll never do it. And so he did. He, did, he made the courageous decision to move toward it. Then, folks, you have to work hard. Sometimes to achieve that vision, I had to go to college. I was ready to be a pastor right now, but you know what? I had to go to college first to do that. Sometimes if we wanna do something, it's gonna take work, it's gonna take sweat. And in that case of Rudy, Rudy had to show not only a desire to see it, but he had to have a desire to work for it, to suffer long, to do the things that he was gonna need to do. And then we have to keep that dream alive by speaking it. And that's a very important thing to do as well. And then you got to face the adversity. Sometimes there's some adversity in our life that we've got to face. And I got to tell you, it happens. It happens to us in our life. There's a resistance to the dream. Things come up inside us. Maybe there's difficulty. Maybe there are people that are fighting against you, people who don't believe that you can do this. I'm telling you, adversity will come. Just like with, with the story with, uh, with Rudy. You know, Rudy ran up against the fact that he was limited in his knowledge. He ran up against the fact that he may not be able to make the team. He ran up against all of that. And then it's gonna take may take more time than you thought because God's time is not our time. I had a vision of what God wanted to do in my life and it took a while for that to be displayed and to come out. And then finally, folks, we gotta rejoice in our victory. You know, in this story, Rudy, as he's running out of that tunnel, he's realized his dream. He's, what he saw himself doing, he is now doing. That is a moment that is absolutely critical. That is the time in our life when we really need to give glory to God because one of the things about visions and dreams is that they come and they, they can be cumul uh, cumulative. They can be something when God sees that we've been faithful with a little or faithful part of the dream that God, and we've given him glory for it, that God will give us the rest of the story, that God will add on to it. He'll give us the addendum. He'll do more through us. We've got to give glory to God. And all that time through it, we've got to be seeking him and following. So I want to leave you with that. And I want to take a minute to pray for you. And I thank you again for joining us today and for being a part of Valley Community Church and our services here online. I'm not sure where you're from. Some of you are multiple states away. Some of you are watching from your homes. Some again, you're traveling or you're listening to this and our podcasts. Whatever the case may be, I am so grateful that you've joined us today and, and all the support that you've had for us here at Valley Community Church. And I want to just say, look, if you, if you can and, are, and desire to support us financially. Would you do that? You can get on our app and you can make a donation right there. That really helps us. It helps us do all that God has called us to do. We've got a big vision <laughs> that God has given to us. And we're getting ready to realize that very, very soon. As you know, and you've read about at Forward, we're very, very excited about building a new building so that can, we, we, we have 600 people. We need to build another place so that we can fit our folks together. Four services, 600 people. We're building a 600-seat auditorium, which we hope to fill two or three times over. 
so that we can really reach our region for Christ. So look, I'm so grateful that you're a part of us and you're watching these, these videos and you're, you're catching up. Remember, we've got an archive of all of our other sermon series where you can watch and see what we've done and, uh, and, and, and encourage you. Also, I want to call your attention to a pastor's post that I do every week on Wednesdays and, uh, and we do a little reiteration time and I get to take some time to pray for you. So anyway, this is all wonderful. Thanks for joining us today. I'm gonna take a moment to pray for you right now. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity, God, to serve these folks. Lord, to pray for these folks. God, to share this message today. I pray that your kingdom would come. Your will would be done in their life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, bless them. Keep them. Lord, surround them with your, sh your favor as a shield in Jesus' precious name. And Lord, let your vision come to pass in all of our hearts. God, you have downloaded the vision. May we write it down. May we have courage to bring it forth. And may we walk in the purposes of God in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.